the New World Order. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. It is Friday, happy Friday, October 26th. So as I predicted, there's another mass shooting. Here, another sheep dip suspect is an obvious professional and considering the high death count, a trained mechanic. And if you don't know what that means, you just look it up. It's an assassin, someone who's trained at killing people, but uh, on the civilian side, I don't want to say the domestic side, but the civilian side. I'll follow this one closely because uh, since this broke and on top of the Middle East news, no more news about Joe Biden is out there today. This case also mirrors the Navy Yard shooter, Aaron Alexis. So we'll look into that just slightly. Also more on the culmination of World War III and the mainstream media continues to smear MAGA and America First policies, uh, deriding the new House Speaker Mike Johnson, Mike Johnson as an election denier. All right, let's get into the news. All right, we're starting out with Maine towns are on lockdown and the search is on for a shooter who killed at least 16 people and escaped. This is from the Associated Press. They don't really add much to it. The police bulletin identified Robert Card as a person of interest in the attack in the Lewiston that sent panicked bowlers scrambling behind pens into corners and back rooms when shots rang out around 7 p.m. Wednesday. Card was described as a firearms instructor believed to be a U.S. Army Reserve and assigned a training facility in Sasko, Maine. Interesting, and other Army Reservist, and the reason I say this is because if you ever, if you know about the Navy Yard shooting, which I'm going to go into very uh, quickly, the Washington, and this was only a decade ago, the Washington Navy Yard shooting occurred on September 16, 2013, when 34 year old Aaron Alexis fatally shot 12 people and injured three others in a mass shooting at the headquarters for the Naval Sea Systems Command inside the Washington Navy Yard in South. East Washington, D.C. The attack took place in the Navy Yard's building, 197. It began around 8.16 a.m. and ended when police killed Alexis around 9.25 a.m. It is the deadliest mass shooting in Washington, D.C. history, as well as the second deadliest mass murder on a U.S. military base beside, uh, behind the 2009 Fort Hood shooting, which was an Islamic attack. Um, the thing to realize about this, the most uh, important thing is to realize is that Aaron Alexis also supposedly heard voices. He was known to be mentally unstable, yet he was sold a firearm. And on his shotgun, he scrolled, this is my ELF weapon, which uh, ELF stands for extra, extra or electronic low frequency and is used in mind control. Why would he do that? And since the Navy is uh, the pinnacle of mind control experimentation in the U.S. military, it seems very odd that this was going on. Now, he has had security clearance for some time, why he snapped or what was going on. I'm going to leave that up to you, but you know, I'm a firm believer in mind control. And 
this guy in Maine and Eric, Aaron Alexis, in my belief, are, are wind-up toys. So whether they're witting or unwitting, uh, the, as I said in the beginning, uh, this guy in um, the guy in Maine is is either witting assassin, a mechanic who was trained, and when it was, you know, who knows the background of this guy, whether it was constructed or not. What made this guy snap? snap? And again, it's always motive. Uh, to me, it's uh, people are driven by motive. Their behavior is driven by motive. And so all these heinous attacks and mass shootings with no motive uh, are suspect. Now, who is the Navy Yard gunman? And I just want to say this from a CNN article. The gunman was identified as 34-year-old Aaron Alexis, a former Navy reservist and a current military contractor. That's all you need to know because we're going to move on now to manhunt underway after man, uh, Maine mass shootings. So Robert Card 40 is being sought as a person of interest in the Lewiston police said that should be considered armed and dangerous. Lewiston is the state's second largest city and is about 36 miles north of Portland. Maine, if you didn't know, is very sparsely populated. So Lewiston is the second largest city. It's got like 3,000 people. Um, but let's get into uh, what we have here from the Daily Mail. Revealed Maine massacre gunman Robert Card was a committed to a mental hospital after hearing voices firearms instructor, which he is, spent two weeks in a mental health facility this summer before killing at least 22 people. Now, I don't know if Maine, this is going to forward Maine uh, red flag laws, but you know this whole, all these things with the mass shootings is specifically aimed at getting rid of citizen firearm uh, laws. And, and so it's called gun control or sensible gun control, but it's all designed to get rid of the ability for citizens, normal citizens, to own firearms that's in the U.S. Constitution. So this guy, uh, Card, is believed to be an Army reservist stationed out of the city of Sacco. He has recently reported hearing voices, voices and threatened to shoot up a military training base. Why would he do that? Like I said, this also, if you don't know who this person is and you can't get verification, all his background could be constructed. Hard to say. He's mentally ill, perhaps. How could he be a firearms instructor if he was mentally ill? So mentally ill gun expert Robert Card on the loose after killing at least 22 people in the hail of bullets at two businesses. Now, if you saw him, if you've seen the pictures on the TV, and if you can see them here, he is, uh, you know, he approaches, he doesn't have his elbows out, his elbows are kind of tucked in, but, um, you know, he goes in with a gun, they, again, only showing the a couple uh, still frames from, uh, CCTV, I believe it's at the bowling alley, um, where he's got his gun up, but he's not, he's not looking through the sights, uh, but he's got his gun up and his elbows are tucked in. Whether you think that's proper shooting or not, um, that's fine, but he's got his gun up. But again, I, I have to go all the way back to, uh, was it St. Louis I forget which where the transgender gunman shot up the Christian school. Um, excuse me for forgetting where exactly that was. There was a St. Louis shooter uh, one week after that. Um, but her manifesto was never released, so that's suspect. And also, in the still frames from her, 
you only see somebody holding a gun on a grainy still frame from CCTV, okay? There's no one else in the frame. So it's very suspect to see there's nobody standing in the background, there's nobody around anywhere. This could be, this could be taken in an isolated environment. These pictures could have been taken at any time. Um, just like uh, with the school shooter, you know, we saw, at least we saw the body cam footage from the school shooter, but you don't know here. So that's also suspect. And the fact is, to me, uh, military training says sheep dipped. So they're out of the military, uh, they're in civilian. They may be called to uh, conduct an operation at any time. Same thing with the San Bernardino shooting that was blamed on a Muslim couple who was driving their SUV and then was shot dead by the FBI. Um, And there was nothing linking that couple to the shooting. Uh, It was a workplace Christmas party. Supposedly, this Muslim guy was so angry at a Christmas party and then shot everybody up. Like I said, no motive, no motive. Las Vegas, no motive, no motive. Sandy Hook, no motive. Yavaldi, no motive. Oh, they're crazy. This lone government, they're crazy. More than 50 people were wounded in the two separatist shootings. So it was uh, originally, it it came across as three shootings, one at a Walmart distribution center. So, and, and, and of course the newscasters are saying, oh, all the stuff that comes over in the first five minutes, it's usually wrong. Not necessarily. So you, we have to add in why the Walmart uh, distribution center and why um, that was called out in the beginning. And then Walmart said, no, no shooting took place on our property. So now it's two uh, separate shootings in Lewiston, apparently a pool hall and a bowling alley. And then it goes on to say a whole, the whole thing is a nightmare, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't really matter. What we do is what we have is this guy identified. And of course, he's holding an AR-15. Now, apparently he liked Trump and he liked Dinesh D'Souza and, you know, his online profile has you know, it was all shut down, but, uh, you know, mysteriously, the media has it all. And so, of course, he's holding an AR-15. Now, he's a gun rights activist, according to his social media. So if you're a gun rights activist, why would you go on a mass shooting spree? Because you know that would undermine whatever your ideal is. If, if If you're against gun control, it's not so you could carry out a mass shooting, it's so you could carry to defend yourself against the mass shooting. So it, it just seems it seems out of character. He's mentally ill. He heard voices. Are you mentally here uh, ill if you hear voices? Look at Miriam Carey, who drove from Stanford, Connecticut, to Washington D.C. because she thought she heard uh, President Obama talking over her TV. How do you know she didn't hear President Obama talking to her over her TV? How do you know that uh, voices weren't beamed into this guy's head? We have, it's the same thing, Colin Ferguson, you can go all the way back to when mass shootings started, that people seem to be driven to do it with no apparent motive. It's not like a workplace shooting where your boss, you get fired and you go back and you shoot up the place because you think you were wronged. It's called motive. Or, or you go to your girlfriend's place of work after she breaks up to you, uh, up with you. This, again, no, no, uh, absolutely none. Absolutely no motive.
So we don't know. Maybe this guy was part of a bowling league there. We'll see. It, it might be like Sandy Hook, where there's absolutely no motive. I'll tell you what the motive is. Gun control and distraction from Joe Biden, who is, is because now the House Speaker is reelected, they, they, they didn't suspend their investigation of Joe Biden uh, during the time they didn't have a House Speaker. But now you got another MAGA guy at House Speaker we can, uh, first of all, go after the spend, the bundled spending bills, and you can check out my YouTube channel. I'm going to have Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney on there who don't, who like to bundle spending bills. And going into spending, what are we spending on? New York Post reports Israeli troops, tanks carry out hours-long ground raid in, into Gaza ahead of expected wider incursion. If you didn't hear me yesterday, I reported that they sent uh, uh, fourth, uh, uh, an annoyer, um, uh, special operations between the U.S. and uh, the IDF into Gaza, and they got the shit shot out of them um, because they were there doing reconnaissance, and so they were discovered, and they had to evacuate quickly. Wall Street Journal is reporting Hamas fighters trained in Iran before October 7th attacks. Roughly 500 Palestinian militants got specialized combat instruction at Iranian facilities as recently as September. Now, this is the Wall Street Journal fanning the flames of World War III because here it shows a Hezbollah fighter because you see the green headband, right? It says that a Hamas fighter in the Gaza Strip this summer, but it's got the green headband. Now, the Hamas banner is yellow, and you have to understand something. Hezbollah is Shia Muslim. Hamas is Sunni Muslim. So there's a difference. So we're having a problem here, and the Palestinians are Sunni Muslim, and so we're having a problem here uh, reconciling uh, Sunni and Shia Muslim who are supposedly hate each other. Why Sunni Muslim, the, the religious Islamic state of Iran, would take in Sunni Muslims to train them to fight Israel. So this is the conflation going on uh, in the news media because most people don't know. They're just like, oh yeah, Hamas fighters. But it seems strange. But, and now uh, the Hamas fighter here, they show a picture wearing a green ha headband, which is as Bullah. So I don't know. The Wall Street Journal obviously is helping big business, um, particularly military contractors, because that's who all this is going to benefit. Washington Post reports U.S.-Russia veto each other's U.N. resolutions on Israel-Gaza war. Uh, not surprising. Uh, this, is, this is the fact that the U.N. is, is useless. And the fact is, of course, if you have veto power, of course, you're going to veto each other's issues. And this is where the wider war is becoming of concern. Moving on to the next story from the Wall Street Journal, U.S. worries about escalation in Pacific as Chinese military steps up confrontation. Pentagon hopes security forum in Beijing next week will help restart military communication. It doesn't matter. We see where this is going. To a multi-front conflict, which is going to, you know, that, that was the whole point of the West is to try to chew up Russia's military capabilities in Ukraine and at the expense of Ukrainian people. Um, but now the BRICS alliance is turning the tables, as we talked about earlier, 
and trying to uh, chew up American capabilities, which is actually what has been happening in Ukraine, not vice versa. Uh, American capabilities have been chewed up in Ukraine, and now they want to continue that by uh, chewing up uh, Western capabilities in the desert of uh, the Middle East. And they will succeed because uh, under Joe Biden, there's no way that they, first of all, Democrats never have cohesive foreign policy. Um, I don't necessarily agree with neocon foreign policy either. Um, the best one is 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 isolationist. And, and America traditionally has been isolationist because we're worried about what's going on here. And as long as freedom is protected here in the United States, that's the most important thing. Sure, do we want uh, freedom, liberty, human rights, democracy um, in other countries? We do. And, and, you know, we won't fight for that, but we would support um, people who want to live in a free society um, and I don't mean an open society as much as I mean a free society, because there's a little difference. You could have an open society, but the people, the citizens don't have individual liberties. So the Guardian reports Russia simulates nuclear strike after opting out of treaty. And then moving on to the House Speaker, uh, Trump ally Mike Johnson wins House Speaker vote. This is from BBC. And of course, uh, the Washington Post, new speaker Mike Johnson's 2020 election denial could have 2024 implications. Um, And they call it, uh, and this is what the mainstream media and the establishment are doing, they're calling it election denialism, saying you don't believe the veracity of an election doesn't make it election denial. You're not denying the election per se. You just want to investigate the balloting and what took place there. And the problem is in 2020, when you had all, first of all, you had a lot of states outside their legal uh, jurisdiction changing voting laws, allowing for mail-in ballots and such, um, that upended the whole system. And as I often explain, Joe Biden uh, didn't have the popularity that the um, the mainstream media claimed that he had. You know, oh, it's so close, it's so close. You know, look for an early red wave and then, you know, we'll count all the ballots that have been shipped in and, and then you'll see, you know, come on. It just, he's not that popular. He just isn't. Even after he was elected, his... His approval ratings, they said it was in the 40s, but it was actually in the 30s. And really, uh, when you're voting against candidates, some people opt out of the political system What completely is what happens, is when, if you're disillusioned with the candidates, you just don't vote. If you're like, I hate Donald Trump so much, he's Hitler, and then you go out and vote for Joe Biden, the majority... I wouldn't say the majority, but there's a, a great amount of people that aren't even politically inclined. So the the protest vote really isn't a thing that can overcome the popularity of Trump. So that's another thing, you know. And, and Joe, it wasn't like Joe Biden was Barack Obama, who apparently got more votes than Barack Obama. Protest voting will never get you to that level, all right? Only ballot harvesting and all these things. Oh, look, we had 100% turnout in this district, sure you did. Not one person stayed home. It just, none of it adds up, and that was the point of the election denial, and so you could deride Mike Johnson as election denier, 
um, people just look at the facts and say, well, we got to look at it closely. And the fact is also is that we need more recounting measure. Okay, if you want to have expanded absentee ballot or whatever, people have to apply. Picture ID, signature verification, all these things. You just can't have ballots floating around and look, you know, we had 7,200 registered voters and they all voted. And most of them for Joe Biden, all of them for Joe Biden. Oh my gosh. So I tried to get to this article yesterday. It's from NBC. Oregon Board of Education extends pause of graduation requirements. So basically what they're doing is they're removing the requirements, uh, the reading and writing uh, capabilities of students. So they're allowing kids to graduate who can't read and write. What's the point of going to school? I mean, it's, it's required for funding in most states that if you have a school district that can't prove that it's teaching their students, then they don't get money. I mean, it's just the way, it's just the way it goes, uh, you know, and, and that's with the state and with the municipality, it should be the same, but this is the state. The whole state of Oregon says you don't need to read and write to graduate high school. How ridiculous is that? And to finish off here, this is from AOL. Oh, it's also from NBC News. Representative Jamal Bowman, and this article I tried to get to, and my system was crashing completely all day today, and yesterday trying to get this article in, and they just didn't want, they don't want coverage of this article. Representative Jamal Bowman to plead guilty to misdemeanor for pulling fire alarm in Capitol building. Now, he says I'm responsible. He said it was an accident. The alarm was set off September 30th in the Canaan House office building as Republican lawmakers sought to kick off a vote on spending measure to keep the government open. And this was, again, all about spending. It's the very fact of the matter that there's a great deal of the electorate that doesn't want uh, the United States federal government to keep spending, particularly on Ukraine, because uh, the support for the Ukrainian war is waning considerably and to see they thought oh well, sure we'll give them a hundred billion dollars but then uh, three or four or six months later another hundred billion people just aren't you know most people that have to have a house budget and stuff they don't like the way the government spends and particularly people that know how money is created all right because every time they print money the the dollar in your pocket becomes devalued that's why you have inflation all this mumbo jumbo they say about unemployment and the and this and that and supply chain and try to confuse you about economics it has nothing to do with it. The more money you print, the less value the money in your pocket is worth or in your bank account or what have you. So that's what that was all about. And so he wanted to stop the measure for for the Republicans is really to just make the Republicans look bad. But again, so the fact of the matter, what the Republicans, conservatives are talking about is to limit spending. And that's what you will see Mike Johnson do that Kevin McCarthy didn't do, but people like Mitch McConnell, neocons like Mitch McConnell want to do, or Mitt Romney, is keep the spigot open of spending. And the fact is, is that keeping the House of Cards up? Um, maybe. But the fact of the matter, you know, are we in dire fiscal uh, problem, of course, but most people just—it's like too big to fail. You can't—you can't go there. You can't go. Well, if this happens, what's going to happen? You just—you have to go with 
reasonable and rational attitudes towards difficult problems. We need to get spending under control. Most people want to do that. Obviously, Democrats don't. That's why they're liberals, because who cares about spending money? You know what I mean? I care about it. Because it, all the money that I save is getting devalued. It doesn't matter how fiscally responsible you are. It, it's it's a hidden tax. And people go, I, people are like, when are prices going to come down? Uh, never, because the value of the dollars went is what went down. The prices will continue to go up. That's why inflation is what it is. Because prices go up because your dollar is worth less. I mean, if you had gold, if you had a gold coin, you know, the prices wouldn't be as expensive. It's just the fact of the matter. Or if you had a peso or whatever, it's, it's, it's related differently to goods. The dollar compared to goods or services. That's what you're talking about. The dollar is worth less. All right, that's it for me. Rudy's Revelation. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow the podcast, share the podcast. You can find the audio podcast at my website, rudysrevelation.com. Also check out my other website, libpop.org. Learn about libertarian populism. I said that yesterday, libertarian socialism. There is libertarian socialism, just so you know. That's how I discovered libertarianism was originally on the left. That's where it began. It's the master-slave dichotomy. Anyway, I'm not going to digress into that. Um, So don't forget to follow the podcast, share and comment down below. And I will see you next week. Uh, Probably later today, I'm going to put some stuff on my YouTube channel. Uh, The the segments from Monday. uh, It was basically Mitch Turtlehead McConnell on Face the Nation. And Mitt Romney, I think, was on Sunday morning. Two rhino Republicans. They're just, they're establishment idiots that need to be, you know, unelected. They need to be taken out of office. All right, so for me, see you next week. This is conspiracy. The New World Order.